You're listening to episode 36 of Widowcast with Joanne Philomena from Joanne the Life Coach. I share real stories and real experiences of widowhood, both my own story as a widow and information from many other widows I've known and worked with as a life coach. Welcome back, listeners. A quick reminder before I get started that you can help support Widowcast Podcast. If you shop at Amazon, go there through my affiliate link at joannethelifecoach.com slash Amazon. That way, you don't pay anything more for your purchases, but Amazon throws a few pennies my way to help support Widowcast Podcast. I appreciate it. My last podcast was maybe a little lighter because I updated you on my widow moment story with the snowblower (laughs) and kind of retold that a little bit for those listeners who are newer to the podcast. Today, I want to dive into something a little deeper. Now, I'm currently writing a book for widows, as most of you who have been listening probably know. As a matter of fact, I shouldn't say writing. I've written it. It's in the hands of the editors. It's getting ready to launch. In that book, I cover a lot of what I shared in my podcast, but something that I only touch on in the book because I couldn't in the context of this first book for widows dive deeply into the coaching thought model that I use I want to share it here my other podcast I do I have a podcast for permanent weight loss called weight coach and the information I'm sharing with all of you today I shared on weight coach this week so if you listen to both podcasts this may sound like a lot of repeat and I apologize for that but it's just the way that I've structured to share with you a coaching thought model. It's part of what I teach my clients. It's the basis of the kind of life coaching I do. And it's really an amazing tool for any issue you're dealing with in your life. It was actually inspired by seeing a post from a friend on Facebook. I'm so happy that she shared the post because it made me realize the importance of specifically teaching the coaching thought model that I work with. Not a day goes by in my life that I'm not self-coaching with this model over and over. My friend wrote, why is it when I lay in bed, the most noise I hear is the thoughts in my head. These thoughts make me angry, sad, anxious, and other emotions I I cannot control. I am literally laying in alone, quiet in my room, and my thoughts overwhelm me, emotions destroying me. That was just the best post. First of all, I was so amazed that she's already made the connection between her thoughts and her feelings. That alone is is a huge leap. When you begin to understand that your feelings don't happen from outside of you, it's really what you're thinking about what's happened outside of you that creates all the feelings that you have. Now, one of the first things, 
And one of the most difficult things in this model of coaching is being able to separate out your thoughts from fact. Facts can be proven in a court of law. Everybody involved in a situation would agree on a fact. Anything that involves judgment is what you're thinking. One of my favorite examples is if you look out the window and see a dog on your lawn, it is a fact that there's a dog on your lawn. If you call your friend across the street and say, quick, look out your front window, there's a gorgeous dog on my lawn. That's no longer fact. Describing the dog as gorgeous is your personal thought about the dog. Your friend may look out the window and say, oh, what a mutt. So really, the fact of the situation was dog on lawn. Your thought that it was a gorgeous dog on your lawn it should be appreciated by everybody. So you call your friend, look at this gorgeous dog. That's your interpretation of the fact. It's your thoughts about the dog on the lawn. Perhaps a friend has said something to you that you considered harsh and it hurt your feelings. The fact is your friend said words. It's what you're making those words mean that hurt your feelings. Maybe, for example, a friend said, I don't think you're capable of that. And you're hurt because you're thinking it's criticism of your ability. This thought of this is criticism of my ability resonates into your body and your stomach clenches and your cheeks get hot and you're pissed. But on questioning, your friend might reveal that she's concerned you're going to injure yourself. She's actually trying to protect you because she cares so much for you. Now what are you thinking about what this friend said? And how is that feeling in your body? That's pretty different, right? The fact is your friend said the words, I don't think you're capable of that. You can choose which thought you want to think about that. If you think she's saying I'm not adequate to the task, the bitch, you're going to feel really upset about it. But instead, if you think that's so sweet, she doesn't want me to get hurt and she's trying to prevent it, you're going to feel a little closer to that person. The fact remains the same in both scenarios. Only your thoughts about it changes. You can see right there that all along, you've thought you've been externally controlled. But the truth is, we're not externally controlled. We control how we view the external circumstances. Sure, there's thoughts your brain is going to automatically play in your head. The thoughts that have been playing there for years. Your brain is going to default to some of these old recordings. But if you decide... You want to let that spin out your emotions or your reactions. That's your choice. You can recognize an old friend thought and already know that it's not true for you any longer. This creates a new thought, a thought that feels better, a thought that's maybe less judgmental. It's not the events in our lives that shape us. It's what we believe about those events. It's what we make it mean in our life. Often we're thinking and believing 
it's shaped by misinterpretations of past experiences. The thoughts we had about those experiences became sentences that our mind continues to play for us. When it plays the thought, it makes us feel a certain way. And because of how we're feeling, we're going to act a certain way. This produces results in our life, and those results will inevitably prove out the thought. Our brain loves to be right. It loves evidence in the world for the sentence it played. Then the sentence becomes stronger. It plays more often because you continue to create the results in your life that proves the sentence in your brain. But here's the great news. Once you begin to recognize the thought as a sentence your brain likes to play, you can begin to discount it and move on without getting all caught up in the usual pattern of feeling badly and acting badly because of it. I'm sure you've heard or read the adage, I'll believe it when I see it. And then Dr. Wayne Dyer came along and he wrote, you'll see it when you believe it. This is truer than you may know. When you can change your belief first, recognize your thoughts and question the truth of those thoughts, then you begin to see changes in your life. Beliefs are choices. You get to decide what's true in your life. Byron Katie introduced the four questions. This is for any thought you're thinking. You can write down a sentence that is playing in your head. Write it down on a piece of paper and then ask these four questions about it. Number one, is it true? Number two, can you absolutely know it's true? Look at that sentence your brain played. Is it absolutely true? You know this. Or maybe you can't know that it's absolutely true. Maybe it used to be true, not true now. Number three, how do you react? What happens when you believe that thought? And number four, who would you be without that thought? Really, ask those questions and think about it. It'll blow your mind. It's a powerful exercise just in those four questions. It'll show you so much about yourself. It'll also start giving you perspective on what you're choosing to think. Now, I want to introduce the thought model. This is not the first time I've discussed the thought model. This is the way it was introduced to, be, to me by my mentor, Brooke Castillo. But I want to drill down in more detail on this incredible tool. It's the key to any problem you're dealing with in your life. I truly believe that. I focus on coaching widows on this podcast and moving through that incredible uh, pain and grief that we experience. But these tools and information can apply to anything that's causing you pain in your life. And by pain, I'm talking about emotional pain or emotional struggle. We can end that. If you find this difficult to follow, that's okay. It can be difficult to separate out your thoughts from fact and reality. 
This is what a life coach does. You can get a unique outside perspective with the skills to help you see more clearly your own thoughts and help you see how to diffuse it and move away from the emotional pain in your life, the pain that you choose not to have. And that's important because you can choose to have the pain. That's fine. Some think that sadness is pain, but there's times clearly when we would choose the sadness. It's appropriate and it's necessary. We have all experienced that in experiencing the loss of our spouse. Why wouldn't we want to be sad about that? Of course we're sad about that. It's just a matter of understanding how to process life through that sadness. I'm not saying any thought or emotion is good or bad for you. It's all your choice of how you want to feel and how you want to act. If something that is causing you emotional pain is blocking you from being able to achieve a specific result in your life, then it's time to look at your thoughts and find a way to feel differently and achieve a different outcome. If a thought works for you, it works for you. If a thought is painful for you and it's holding you back from achieving your, your life, then it's time to take a look at the thought. This model is something I use daily. It has given me peace about many things in my life and has changed my life for the better. There is no point in my life that I'm feeling badly, headed down a downward spiral about something I cannot begin to diffuse for myself, that I've not been able to use this model and turn it around for myself. Brooke is always clear that this is not something she invented. This thought model is a basic truth, and it appears in many of the books I've studied and with many of the masters I've studied. The model exists in lots of forms out there and always has. But this is the best way I've come across to look at it and use it. So, if you are not listening as you're driving in a car... <laughs> You can get a piece of paper to do this with me. If you're behind the wheel, don't, don't be writing on a piece of paper. You can play this again after you get home and write this down so that it be, makes sense. It's a visual thing that helps you see this and understand it. So get a piece of paper and down the left margin of the page, write the letters C, T, F, a R C is for circumstance. That's the fact. Okay. It's what can be proven in a court of law. There's a dog on your lawn. That's C T is for the thought your brain plays about the circumstance. What is the one main thought? This T line should be one sentence that your brain plays. F is for the feeling you get when you're thinking that thought. And it's one feeling. You pick one feeling, like one word. When that sentence plays through your brain, what is it you feel in your body? A is for the way you act or the action you take based on how you're feeling. It's how you choose to react to the circumstance based on your thought and how it's making you feel. It's not how you intellectually think you should act, 
but how you do act when you feel this way. R is for the result in your life from how you acted or didn't act. If you fill in this model with complete honesty, that result will always be something that proves out the T-line, the thought you were thinking about the circumstance. It's creating evidence in your life to prove your brain right, whether you like that thought or not. <laughs> now, understand that you're not going to notice every thought you have. We think about 60,000 thoughts a day. Up to now, you've most likely been on autopilot for all 60,000 of them. When you start paying attention to the times that you're feeling badly and want to change that, or when you have a result in your life that you want to be different, then you need to begin noticing the feelings associated with it and the thoughts you're thinking about it. You want to write down that C-T-F-A-R and begin filling it in. Begin asking yourself Byron Katie's questions about the thought you're having. Really assess the truth of this thought, the validity of it. Here's an example that was shared with me, and I love this because there's so many options with this. The circumstances your boss has just laid you off from work. You're upset. You're upset because your boss laid you off. But really, you're upset because of the thought you're having about it. Let me show you that. There's so many options here. You could think, my boss hates me and doesn't recognize my value. Hence, you feel upset. You feel worthless. You could think, awesome, I hated this job anyway. You could think, this is just the push I needed to get out of there and do something different, finally. You could think, this is devastating. How am I going to pay my bills? You could think, this is great. I've been wanting a different job. The thought you let play in your brain is going to dictate how you feel about this. So the circumstance is laid off from work. That can be proven in a court of law. My boss just laid me off. Everybody would agree that's the fact. That's the circumstance line. The thought line is the sentence that your brain immediately plays when that happens. If your brain thinks, awesome, I hated this job anyway, you might feel relieved about it. And the way you act is you go home and start thinking about the next step you want to take in life because you are so relieved that you don't have to deal with that job that you hated anyway anymore. And the result is you're going to find something else to do in your life that is going to feel better. You're still going to be relieved because that's the thought you had about it. If you think this is just the push I need to get out of here and do something different, you're going to actually feel excited about having been laid off. And because you feel excited, you're going to go home and you're going to research all the possibilities. Like you could go train for something totally different. Maybe you decide you're going to do something entrepreneurial. You're going to set yourself up in your own business because you're so excited that this being laid off has just given you this golden opportunity. 
And the result is going to be that you're going to create something different for yourself to do out there. It's going to support that thought that that was just the push you needed to get out there and do something different with your life. If you think, okay, I've just been laid off from work. This is devastating. How am I going to pay my bills? You're going to feel pretty damn depressed, right? How are you going to act? You're going to go home, lay on the sofa, maybe turn on the prices right, eat a little ice cream. <laughs> the result, you're still not going to know how you're going to pay your bills. It's going to back up that thought you had. So if you present with the fact, look at the thought you're having. Write down whatever pops into your brain about it. How is it making you feel? And what are you doing because of how you feel? What do you do when you feel disappointed? What do you do when you feel depressed? Don't switch it up. People will write down that they feel depressed. And then when they get to the action line, the A line, they want to think how to cheer themselves up and write down that when they feel depressed, they get outside and walk or some other cheery action. That's a different model. You want to write down exactly how you act when you feel depressed before you start trying to cheer yourself up. Don't overthink it. Otherwise, the model will not work for you. It won't be accurate. And what result does it get? When you begin to understand your mind, it can be pretty mind-blowing. You can see the connection between your thoughts and the results in your life. It can be overwhelming when you see that there are negative results based on your own thoughts. Please be curious and compassionate with yourself. Up to now, you've not been aware of the connection and you've done the best you can in life. As you become clearer on your mind, you might be distressed to see some of what has been going on in there. But that's a beautiful thing. There is so much potential for you to begin to shift your thoughts and feelings, being able to direct your life to exactly where you desire to go. This is the opportunity to make amazing changes. This is the basis for being able to choose how you want to feel. This is how you move away from emotional pain to something more tolerable by understanding your thoughts. The sentences your brain has been playing, maybe been playing for years that you've been unaware of. Or even if you're aware of the thoughts your brain plays, You've not fully understood the power of those thoughts on your reality, the results in your life. Now, don't feel that you need to immediately rush out and fix it. It's natural to then immediately want to think differently and change everything. Slow down. See and understand your current patterns. Learn why you've been choosing that sentence in your mind. And learn it in a compassionate way. This is your journey of self-exploration. It's not going to help to try and thought swap immediately. 
affirmations that are the exact opposite of what you have been thinking will not work because your brain is smart. It knows the truth or what it considers the truth to be. You cannot just flip it to happy. It's more useful to truly understand yourself. The thinking you've been having in your life that's directed you Develop the understanding that things you thought were happening to you are really not just happening to you. It's a lot to grasp and process. But you clearly begin to understand that you do get to choose what happens in your life. How you direct your life. When you truly understand your patterns, you can begin to take the steps to shift your patterns to create the results you choose in your life. Then you'll be in a better place to choose new models and new thoughts. As a widow, it is probably the hardest thing to work with because right now there is so much emotional pain over the loss of your spouse. And as I said, not all of our thoughts and emotions are bad. Of course we feel sad. Of course we're going to have depressed days. We would choose to. Why wouldn't we? We've lost one of the most important people in our lives, maybe the most important people in, your, in our life. But when it comes to a point that you realize you need to not stay frozen in your life. You need to be able to move through some of that emotional pain to move forward. That's when you begin to look at how it is you've been thinking about it to start to shift how you feel about it. It's not going to be ponies and rainbows. Nobody is saying, well, maybe somebody is saying, yay, my spouse died. But most of us are not saying, yay, my spouse died. But you can start looking at your thoughts. Maybe the thought that I don't have enough money coming in now that my spouse has passed away. I'm really scared about the money in our bank accounts. Those kind of thoughts are going to make you feel scared. Lots of fear. And you're not going to act confident in the world about finding other ways to create income for yourself or to even assess your finances. The result is you're going to stay blind to your finances because you're in such fear of them and you're still not going to know how am I going to be okay financially. If you change those thoughts to my financial model has changed and I need to understand now how I'm going to make this work, you're going to feel more neutral about the idea of how much money you have. You're going to be able to take action on it. Maybe find someone you can hire that's a reliable financial consultant to go over it with you and show you how to plan out your money. And the result is you're going to be able to have a handle on it, which is what you thought that you would be able to get a handle on your money. If you think, wow, I'm going to need more income, but I can, I can do that. I can find a way to do that. You're going to feel confident about it. 
And you're probably going to look at other jobs, other avenues of income for yourself. And the result is you will find a way to create more income for yourself. That's just how the thought model works. C-T-F-A-R. Start taking a look at that. If you want to dig a little deeper and have a coach's help and perspective to help you uncover some of your stories and thoughts, if you want a coach's perspective to help you look at the priorities in your life now that your whole life has changed through the loss of your spouse, go to TalkToJoanne.com and schedule a free discovery session with me. That's TalkToJoanne.com. Let's get you started self-coaching. The thought model is the key to the kind of coaching I do, which is causal coaching. It uncovers the reason for your issue instead of trying to fix the issue itself. When you try to fix the issue itself, it's, even if you think you can, it's not going to be a permanent fix if you still have the same underlying thoughts and reasons. In order for the issue problem to be permanently corrected, you have to uncover the cause. That's why it's called causal coaching. So if you are stuck in an emotional place in your life, clearly as a widow, all of us can point to the fact that our spouse has passed away and that's the cause. But really it's how we're viewing that and how we view our own future now. It's still the thoughts we have after the fact that can keep us frozen in place. We still grieve, we still mourn, we still feel sad. But to be able to move ahead in your life, let's take a look at how you're thinking about that future for yourself. Thank you for coming back to listen today. I know this is an awful lot to process getting into this thought model this way. I had second thoughts about even offering this up here because there is so much involved in working with the thought model. But if you can start to grasp that your feelings are created by what you're thinking about the facts, that's a lot right there. I look forward to talking to you again next week. Until then, find some joy in your life. 